Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show, brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know a dirty little secret about a secret little show. Sarah and Vinny's Secret Show for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Sarah, Vinny, Alex, Brinny, we're all here. Just hanging, just hanging out on a Monday, doing our thing, talking about assholes. Well, <laughs> we hadn't talked about assholes yet, but I want actually I wanted to mention uh, the story that brought out the text about assholes. Okay. It was the story about how uh, the negging thing somehow gets girls... To want to, to bone like you. you more, right? Mm. And the texter wrote like in, me. "Nice guys finish last, Vinny." I don't necessarily believe that's true. I think there are certain types that will react positively to negging, mm-hmm. but it seems to me like there's also plenty of people out there in the world who would go, "Fuck you, asshole!" Right? Go fuck yourself, because I'm not doing it. I mean, that is the right response, right? It, I, yes. it should be, yeah. I had a friend that was a total asshole to to his girlfriends. And we're not friends anymore, but he was the biggest jerk. The huge jerk. Like, he wants pants to his girlfriend in front of all his <gasps> friends. It's like, what the fuck would you do? That? Why would you even do that? That's so... St- but he was a dick and got, <laughs> and got hot girls all the time. Oh, and just put them down too. I was like, I was fucking amazed. I was like, this is ridiculous. Psychology wars. He would. He was always reading like he's a gaslighter. The art of war and shit like that. He was such a fucking crazy fuck. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. So on that note of uh, girls liking assholes, we got a text from four one five that says it's not just girls. Addicts likes assholes too. That's true. Is that what? Well, the, that's what the in that says. in that same way, I would say then I do as well. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm interested. I'm down. I like that. Have leave all the stuff in for yeah, sure. Who doesn't want a stinky hole? Right. Woo. Yeah, I do. I want one. Yeah, I want one. Yeah, I do yeah. like. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like that too. You know, usually with with women, like no, not. I mean that too, but you know, I like my women. To be kind of dickish, you know, a little bit. Oh, feisty. Oh, to right. you. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely have some kind of weird stuff. I got. I probably should go to therapy for, you know. Do, but what's up? Do you ever have her like hit you or anything? Like, no, not or, like that. I just there's something about like a chick. Shut up, Alex. <laughs> no, or does of, she do stuff like sweatpants again? Okay, and you're like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I've got a boner for you right now. It's just like when they're not like. I don't know when they're not that interested, but they are. I don't know. I have the same thing. I think yeah. that, that, but I don't let someone treat me in. It, uh, there's, there's a way to be. How do you put this? Uh, flirty, and also maybe a little negative. Maybe a little negative negging. I guess is the word. But I don't. I wouldn't. There's a line though. Yeah. Like okay, you don't like me, and I'm not gonna no. <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> was it uh, Jim Norton, who's been on the Secret Show many times? He was saying he just he's like, yeah, I like it when she says, uh, "You got the smallest fucking dick I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> he, oh, you he, suck in bed. You suck. You're terrible. Yeah. Suck. He was. 
I think about him all the time and the different things, and I can't quote them because it's been now, I don't know how many years since we had him on, 10 years or whatever. But he was also talking about the, like, the, the kinds of things that should bother him that he thought was hot. Like seeing the texts she'd written to another guy, like sexting, but not about him. But he was like, yeah, she was cheating on me, but it was super hot, like, to see what she was up to behind my back. And I just... <gasps> How yeah, does he that get is, you turned on? Very, he's very, very... I don't want to say broken. Odd. He likes things most people wouldn't be into. Like drinking people's pee. I mean, if, if anything, like, when you pee on someone, it's like spitting on someone. To me, I, I don't want you to pee on me that feels disrespectful but for him he's like what would i want you to respect me for i'm your sex dog right well i recently read a and i think the guy's a rapper i don't know the modern artist so i'm i'm not sure but he was talking about in a in a story that he likes to drink a lady's pee and i thought of jim norton first of all and then i was just like i gotta hear his reason why his story was that and it kind of it kind of smacks true of the same thing I'd say about buttholes really is if you Sticky. really are into someone there's nothing dirty about them and I do have I don't want to drink anybody's pee but I do think that you find yourself being accepting of pretty much their whole thing all the things that their body produces I wouldn't want to drink pee but I definitely am, Well there's worse I'm things like, than pee I mean Really? Is blood worse than pee? I don't believe anyone even does that. I believe it. <sighs> you do? Yeah. What are <laughs> you making Kevin noise Gates? for? Oh, wait. Are you Gates? saying blood like like a uh, period? No. Oh, okay. I suppose that too. I, I don't know, I guess. I, I was just thinking like, you know, there's people who are fucking drinking each other's blood. And yeah, like, I don't know that. I think that that's like... Look it so up on the internet. That happens. Bloodlust people. Yeah, sure. my friend ate this girl out when she was on her period, which is Ooh. fucking crazy. Well, we but ra- you might we not him ragu know. Forever. Call him Ragu. That's <laughs> what? Just wrong. Oh. Call him Ragu. Is our buddy? He was like, dude, what the fuck did you? You know, it was their first time hooking up. And they I've done rag. that. I have done that. I don't oh, think yeah. that's any. I did. Look, I've told this story many times. One time, I don't want to say her name, but you guys knew. Well, Sarah knew her. But this was a girl I was going out with, and I pulled her onto my face in a 69, and she had a tampon in. Her string was, like, hitting me in the the face, like, laying on my face Uh, as I was, like, you know. uh, Yeah, you don't have to stick your tongue into the vagina. That's really not what you're down there for. I mean, I do that, too, but I didn't in that scenario because, you know, there was a tampon string in my eye. It would have dried your tongue out. (laughs) So absorbent. I mean, yeah, you, you, yes, that happens. The tampon yeah. soaks all that up, though. That makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, if you yanked out the tampon and we're just like, I didn't the do flow that. go, you no, know. I didn't do that. Let it flow. I heard a story one time, <laughs> and I'm sure I've told you guys this over the years. And obviously, I didn't bring it up to Steve Perry when he was in here. But I have a girlfriend who knew a girl, you know, like that one of those. It's like one of those maybe urban myths where Steve Perry went down on this chick and. She was on the rag, and he took her tampon and pulled it out of his teeth, 
and then like whacked it back and forth, <laughs> tossed it to the side, and went back in. That's I think when you are super into someone, that stuff seems a lot less gross, and it might, yeah. in retrospect, seem disgusting, but in the moment, seems like I got to get this thing out of my it, way. Let's do this. It makes perfect. Yeah, you, I mean that's that's it. You swipe you know, the fine china off the dinner table onto the floor because you've got to bone this chick. Later, you're all, oh, no, grandma's china. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what do you do with grandma's china? I don't know. I'm just saying there's a lot of things you'll do in the moment that later sure. don't make a lot of sense. Uh, you got it. I that mean, even true. people who are cheating who love their wife are like looking back going, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. Ah, and then they find themselves divorced going, fuck, I fucked up the one thing I had that was worth anything. Yeah. Great. Mm. Yep. You know? Oh, that's sad. Well, that's what penises do to people. Sex in general. <sighs> yep. yep. It's true. It's not just penises, right? It is. It's sex in general. Like, obviously, there's plenty of women who cheat, too. So, And, you know, I think that it feels like to me, like, I've had dreams where I'm cheating on John, and then in the dream, John finds out. And then I'm like horrified and I can't believe I did it. And I'm like, I blew the, you know, the one good thing I had going in my life. Like it's, I, I really do think that people have like these convenient, uh, like amnesia of convenience. Like they forget what they're risking. In, in the in moment. Yes. I think yeah. that that happens in the moment. You absolutely can completely justify it in your head. This is, this is people who steal from their workplace. They're like, well, I'm underpaid, blah, 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 blah. And then when they right. get, they're caught, they're like, oh, my God, I'm fired. So now I've lost my income entirely. And that dumb story you told, line you told yourself that was never true in the first place, how you justified doing it. Well, that's, right. I think you justify, well, I wouldn't have to do this if someone else took care. You know, it's like, come on, man. Right. You got to take care of yourself. And you do that by not stealing crap from work and finding a job i mean look if you really hate your job look for another job right you've got a lunch break every day you know make a couple calls figure well, it out. i don't want to work it's too hard yeah there are, <laughs> there's that too yeah well, where's my knight in shining armor well, i'm gonna go to get on sugardaddies.com isn't that a oh, real thing that's like a real is. thing where yep. people mm -hmm. girls are just looking for some dude to take care of them yeah i told you that story about my doctor friend not yes. d-pack but my other doctor friend what's his name I don't want to say, doctor but he, who? <laughs> he's a doctor in Vegas, and he was with a girl who someone had introduced him to, and they kind of hit it off. But there was a point when she said to him, listen, I'm just going to come right out with it. I need to tell you, I am someone who does this. I'd like to do it with you, but I'm not going to be in a relationship with you unless you pay my way. And she showed him That's that she's right, a, yeah. she's like a person who's she advertised on Sugar Daddy or some site in but Vegas. But they had met elsewhere, right? Yeah, they, they were introduced to each other by a friend, and he thought she liked him. But well, and it's it, quite possible that she did like him, but she just needed her bills paid. Yep. And he, as far as I know, took a pass. But you know. I don't know if it's staring at you in the face. Wait, a thousand bucks, but you're going to do all the stuff to me. And every time I want you to, if I have that in the bank, maybe I'll do that for once for a month. Right. And then break our commitment. 
whatever. Do you have to sign some kind of contract? Like, I don't know how that can works. You support or yeah, that's fine. seems very jaded. Very, Although, very I suppose jaded. why can't you know? It's like prostitution or you know sex work in general. It's transactional. I get what I want. You get what you want. There shouldn't. There's nothing really wrong with it. In no. my humble opinion. I mean, obviously, no. people who are doing it not of their own accord and or in desperate times resorting to that. But if someone chooses to do that, it's, I don't know, like if it was legalized. Well, it's not a relationship, not in the way it's I would define it, but this, okay. Right, not a traditional one, that's for sure. It's a relationship, but it's about something else. Business. About everyone's needs getting met. And what's wrong with that in a relationship? Um, all right, so this is uh, heavy. And oh, is this it, a bad advice? It's, it is a bad advice, but it's really someone looking to hear shared experiences. Okay. And get your take on this. They're going through what is, uh, it's, it's, an, it's a heartbreaking time. And it's also something that is not talked about a lot. And when it is talked about, it's often minimized because it happens and and people grieve differently so i will read you the note and then you can do with it what you will okay don't say my name before i ask my question i want to tell you how much i appreciate you have been a sarah and Vinny listener since the beginning i listened in 97 on the way to fifth grade in the car and i've been listening faithfully ever since thank you my god that's amazing very much I listen to the full show podcast and the secret show religiously. I truly feel like you're my friends and you've been with me through it all. I'm always several days behind, so I'm just now catching up on secret shows. And I listened to the one from December 6th where both Bryn and Vinny mentioned that their families have experienced multiple miscarriages. I know you both have mentioned them before, but I'm wondering if you're willing to share more about your experiences. My husband, 39, and I, 35, have just experienced our third consecutive miscarriage. We had one at 11 weeks in August. Um, she says you're a chemical pregnancy in October. I don't know what that is. Um, and another in December at about eight weeks. What's the name for a fallopian? Maybe, maybe she meant a topic or something. I don't know, whatever. A chemical pregnancy. Uh, and another one in December at about eight weeks. We are devastated and looking for... So they're not having a Here problem getting Let pregnant. Pause real quick. Sure. What is a chemical pregnancy? A chemical pregnancy is a very early miscarriage that happens within the first five weeks of pregnancy. An embryo forms and may even embed in your uterus lining, but then it stops developing. Chemical oh. pregnancies occur so early that so many people uh, that so many people who miscarry don't even realize it. A chemical pregnancy. Hmm. I don't know why they call it that. Yeah, it doesn't see that the two things don't add up, but okay. Uh, okay, going on. Uh, we're devastated and looking for answers and solutions so we can finally have a baby. Hearing stories about other people who've gone through this and then gone on to have successful pregnancies is really helpful. I know this is a deeply personal and sensitive topic, and I'm so sorry for your losses. The pain of losing a baby, no matter how early, is something you really don't understand until you've gone through it. No pressure to talk or share more than you're comfortable with, but I thought I would ask. Love you all more than you could possibly know. Thank you. So looking for words of encouragement, it sounds like, and... Shared experience. Uh, well, do you want me to start, Bryn? Sure. Okay. So here's what I would say. Yes, it happened to us a few times. We are we were older parents, so it's one of those things that uh, you worry about in terms of getting pregnant in the first place. Mm -hmm. Is there's possibility for 
what do they call it? A geriatric pregnancy can be difficult. Mm -hmm. So um, I, th first of all, this is something that I think is much more, uh, I'm not, I, I'm trying not to generalize. Let me say it this way. I believe it was much more painful for my wife than for me. That's my belief. I also believe that if you are someone that wants to get pregnant, this comes with that. And there are so many risks that come with getting pregnant and what your child may grow up to be. There's so many possible problems that can go wrong with a person's health, a baby's health, a person's health, that it's just the beginning of the worry and fret and pain you're going to feel. Yeah. And I don't say that to talk you out of having kids, but I do say that because I want I want to explain that I think it comes with the territory. I think you have to accept that that can happen. And if you start to look at it more like that, it might help you some. I, I understand you got attached to it. I understand it's harder for a lady because that baby is already in her. And this goes for anything that you're thinking about doing or hoping will happen. You can already be wearing those pants or living in that town or raising this child before that child ever takes one breath. Right. So I get that. The disappointment is painful. But I really believe this comes with the territory. And that you just have to, if you want to have a family, keep trying until until you decide the pain's too much. And that I can see happening. I can see if this continues to happen. Another there might heartbreak, be a point, another heartbreak. Right, right. There might be a point where you say, I can't do it anymore. I can't take it. And that's probably the appropriate response. I do think there are people who will, I've heard many people, I should say, who are like, I'm fucking having a kid and I'm going to keep going no matter what. And I think mm -hmm. there are other partners in that mix that are like, I want to stop. Like, this really? Is, this is crushing is... us, me, us, you. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, there are people who feel like their body's betraying them and they won't accept that. Yeah. And so I can see all the different possibilities in my situation. Obviously, I felt I felt bad. But I have to admit, I wasn't emotionally attached to that child in any way, shape, or form. I just wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I understand that this comes with the territory. And so I, I feel like it was much worse for my wife. And yet she wanted to try again. And we did. And we have a wonderful kid. A, like our Edie's awesome. She's awesome. So right. we're stoked. I and mean, I'm glad we, you know, continued to try. But... We had two um, miscarriages before she came. Bet mm. Between the two kids? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had three. So the oh first the first one was uh it was it was sad. Are these sad. all after Cameron? This is after Cameron, okay. yeah. And um the second one which she was further along and so it, she, I remember her just coming home from the hospital and just crying because, you know, in your head you're already thinking about whether it's a girl or boy and you know what you're gonna do and kind of setting up yeah and, what and I'm it's saying. like yeah you get your mindset and like this mm -hmm. person says you don't understand that hurt until you actually experience it and go through it and i didn't realize how much it would hurt me either 
The third one was fucked. Like, how long were, were you guys far along? Because I should have added that we weren't that far along. Yeah, yeah. none so of the these were after one, three. These weren't yeah, after first. three months. These were fairly early in the yeah. the process. So the first and second one were both fairly early. I think the first one was really early. The second one was like probably five weeks, and then the third one was. We were ready to to announce. We were ready to fucking have oh, a so party. Oh, so you were three months, okay? We're, a, we're we're approaching three months. We had a, a party planned, and the baby was like, it came out of her mm. at, at home. home. So then I'm here holding this little fetus with a penis, so I can see it's a boy. That fucking broke me. I was like. Oh shit! I I didn't know how to act. I couldn't talk about it for. I remember I told you guys about this. Anita had to spend four days in the hospital, so I was at home taking care of Cameron, and Anita was at the hospital by herself. It was during COVID time, so she couldn't have visitors. I mean, it was you could hear it in my voice, like it's heartbreaking. Um, and still though, I still have a bunch of friends that are going through the same thing because we're all the same age. Uh, one of my buddies just finally, after years of trying, is successful through IVF. He's in debt about forty grand. He's telling me all about his finances and how he took a big loan out to get the kid. But yeah, I couldn't agree more with Vinny. It comes with the territory, and like it's part of life, right? Like it's not something you can get used to, though. You either have the stomach to go back and do it again, or you don't. You you know, and that's uh, your own personal limits. I think I, I agree a hundred percent. You do not get used to it, but I do also think that it is something that comes like you are in. Your head is in the clouds or in the in a hole. If you think that everything's just gonna happen perfectly smooth, gleaming gold, like I <laughs> honestly, it, it 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 this is, and it's weird. Even just when you have the baby. And you go through the birthing process, you do go, this is fucking gnarly. This happens every day all around the world. And we just treat it like normal stuff. But it's a big thing. Mm. Really big. Mm. So I, I, you know, I, I do think it seems normal. And we aren't always privy to the, everybody doesn't always share this stuff. This is stuff that often families keep privately, so you only see their success story and their kid. Look, my kid, he's he plays, he's first string on the freshman football team. Yay! Todd! Meanwhile, we you don't know if they had seven pregnancies, I mean seven miscarriages or whatever. Like these things happen and they're part of the of nature. Yes. But just because you've had some miscarriages doesn't mean that you're not going to get pregnant and have a and carry a baby to term. It just doesn't right. mean that. So don't lose hope. One of the big stories that I think Sarah will confirm, whether it's you've read it or you've heard about it, or but often people will do IVF, have failures, and then as soon as they stop, they get pregnant. Yep. And they're yep. like, what, to my what cousin. the? Right. And you just go, well, your body's been working its way up to this. And it got it done this time. Yep. I do find it amazing that some of my friends are still going through it, how vocal they are about it. You know, every time they go to their session for IVF, they're counting their eggs. And, oh, I had seven eggs last time. And of them, none of them were 
I guess viable, you know. right? Yeah. So it's just it's crazy how, how, but they keep on trying, and they're very vocal about it. You know, it's good to it's good that we're talking about this stuff because I think that people feel less alone when it happens to them. You know, if if you never heard anyone talking about it or sharing their experience, mm-hmm. you might think I'm the only person. The funny thing mm-hmm. about that couple is that the girl who's very vocal about it, her husband is like my childhood friend. And up until that date where that girl was talking to my uh, to Anita about it, I had no idea. The whole time he's he's been telling oh, he me he never said a word. Yeah, he's been telling me, nah, it's just kids aren't for me. But he's fucking going to get his sperm tested. They're trying, but mm. he would never talk about it. But his wife did, and I was like, dude, you never fucking told. He's like, I just I can't talk about that. And I'm like, okay, you know, everybody's different. Everybody, yeah, different. I think that that is. Well, you just said it. Some of the stuff that comes out of this can be so painful. And if he doesn't succeed, he probably feels like it'd be better that he doesn't have to explain. Look, there's no question that if you tell me, you know, we're trying to have a baby, the next time I see you, I'm going to be like, hey, how's it going? I don't mean to be rubbing salt in your wounds. I'm assuming that you have a, a baby announcement to make. Well, it's not going well. Right. Let me detail everything. Right. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, I loved your letter, and I'm actually, Brent. I feel kind of bad because you definitely seemed emotional, and but I, I think that what you had to say has to be helpful to this. Person. It's real life, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth know, it, though, oh, in my is. opinion. No if, question. If you are able to, and you get to that point, and if this is something you want. I mean, not it's I look, I get it. There are people who have kids and they're like, I didn't want kids and I don't I still don't want them. I get that. But if that's something you want, it was Sarah. <laughs> you love those kids. I mean, I love them. I don't want them, though. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> did it for John. But anyway, I, I mean, <laughs> no joke. I, I do think that you will have success and you will be the best parent of all time right from having gone through this you will absolutely cherish that child and that's great well good luck to mm-hmm. you i hope I, I hope the next time you write that it's it's better news mm-hmm. and thanks for 25 plus years of listening mm-hmm. that's that uh does not it doesn't escape us love you right back yeah all right, everybody, have a great day. Uh, send your emails along to Bryn, B-R-Y-N, at RadioAlice.com. And we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Yeah. Do the thing. Bye. Go. Uh, bye. Okay. Go Niners. <laughs> Go, Go Niners. Niners. <laughs> the end.